0: And welcome to Talk Word. I'm Marty Dundix, editor-in-chief of Weekly Humorous Magazine And this is Talk Word, a fun little podcast Where professionally funny people come to tell uh, awkward and cringeworthy stories I'm excited about today's guest because I didn't know anything about him before uh, Like last week And then a friend of mine reached out and, said, and said Hey, we, I have this incredibly talented comic in from the West Coast He has to be your podcast And I said, absolutely, I'm in And uh, uh, Eric D'Alessandro mm-hmm. Eric D'Alessandro that's if how I'm, we say it. If I'm going to say from it. Staten Island, we, we, we've St-
1: butchered St- D'Alessandro into St- Alessandro. Also, you, also you and other like people who aren't from this area, they don't say Eric. You say Eric. 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 Eh. Eric. Eric. Eh. Eric. Eh.
0: Eh. Good. Now do Eric. Eric. There you go. That sounds feminine to me too, though. It's like you're doing almost. Are like Are you saying something wrong? With like being a feminine. No, just like this is very talk. You're saying like it's a. You're almost doing like a Staten Island woman's accent, just how we say Eric. Is that how a guy okay, would say? Okay,
1: how it? would you say A-E-E... Uh, like the the um a e i o? While well, I was doing the Italian one, a
0: e i o u.
1: And they make a, a e e. So you just say, you say air and Eric the same way, but Eric, a i r
0: Eric. That's how I would say it. This is very, very. Um, we're doing lots very of white. We're doing you have phonics, blue eyes and this is very white. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for noticing my eyes, Eric. Um, welcome. Sorry, so we're off to a quick start. Welcome to uh, Lower Manhattan. We're down here in Wall Street in New York City. It's a beautiful day. Isn't this nice? Look at these windows. It is gorgeous out. This is a great. This, this is, is a great office to have when it's weather like this. Very true. Mm-hmm. Um, and and thanks for coming in. Not I'm excited far from to the have ferry. you. Uh, I didn't know A, I didn't know anything about you, thanks, but I looked you up and I was like uh very excited and then I got like uh, I had to clean up a lot you know when you, when you have some- spe- someone's specials coming over and you're like mm. oh i gotta I gotta put clean on up this blood yeah yeah i gotta I gotta mop this mess up mm-hmm. and I gotta put on my nicer uh my nicer clothes yep um you have a great uh bunch of stuff you've done you you kind of oh, do you. everything I try you, you do a lot of really funny uh instagram uh videos mm. of great comedic like 54 seconds you know like Mm. really fast stuff like you're really good at boiling down a joke into quick cuts yes Um, i was watching a bunch today and then i didn't realize we were both at the friars club on friday Mm. yep there was an event downstairs i was at for the new york comedy music festival and then you were right upstairs and i knew that there was a comedy show a stand-up comedy show upstairs because a bunch of my buddies were coming down the stairs finishing up their sets and they were all going to sean donnelly's birthday party downtown uh, at an Irish pub called, I think it's like Patty Mc, Patty McDougal's or something like that. But they, sounds they, Irish. They were literally all just flooding into this guy's birthday. He was uh, it was his big birthday party, so everybody was going to it. Um, and and you were up there, and I didn't know, and I would have come up. That would have been so much fun. How anti serendipitous! And it was a good bill up there. It, it was, was incredible. It was Mark I, Norman. It was Adam mama It was you. So I
1: did a um I did a show at I Play America in New Jersey. Uh, a week ago from Friday, May 10th. And um, I had Jiggy, the, the, the uh, community, uh, Jiggy. Um, I, I think his first name is Mark Jiggy or something like that. But it goes by Jiggy Comedy. Check him out on Instagram. He invited me. He opened up at the iPlay show and he invited me to do the Friars Club. Mm-hmm. So I get there. And then all of a sudden I see Mark Norman. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I've watched this guy on like Conan and everywhere. Yeah. I was amazed that he was there. And it was an incredible show, an incredible opportunity. I want to thank him for having me there. Um, it was a great time. Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was,
0: Mark's great. Mark is such a down to earth guy for being a guy who you could see him on the tonight show tomorrow. Mm. Yep. You could see him on comedy central or a Netflix special. And then you can go to like a tiny place in New York city in a basement bar and he'd be doing just as hard. He'll be killing. He'd be, he'd be telling this, you know, better jokes. Mm -hmm. He's just so accessible. Yeah. And you could talk to him after the show. He's just a really nice, genuinely nice person. Yeah, I wanted to talk to him,
1: but I was like, I'm not going to bother this guy. Oh, you should bother him. He's yeah. fun. He I do a show uh, once
0: a month called Guaranteed Delivery, and that's a stand-up comedy show downstairs. I'll show you. There's a fancy lounge downstairs in this building Ooh. called The Mail Room. It looks like this uh, nightclub. It's really cool. And um, I just... you telling me? You wanted to show me the mail room of this building? Yeah, I'm going to show you the mail room. Okay, cool. It's a this huge... Is where we get mail. <laughs> There's a tiny window where we all get mail. <laughs> This building, all uses this place as a mail room, but then there's actually this gigantic like, nightclub scene down there. I awesome. um, And Mark did the show, and uh, uh, if you were in town, you would do it next time. Mm. It's the first Tuesdays of the month is okay. when we do it. So whenever you're back, let me know. Oh, I will, definitely. And I'll throw you up, because it was great. We had uh, Rosebud Baker was on. Wow. Um, yeah, Sean Donnelly, Kevin McCaffrey usually hosts it, Wendy Starling. Very cool. Chloe Radcliffe is on coming up. Ian Fadance is coming on. So it's like a lot of the comedy seller guys. Very cool. You know, who just like... And then people just like show up because New York is so much fun. And we can talk about New York versus uh, LA for comedy. But comedy for stand-up is so much more fun in New York, I think, because people just kind of float from show to show in one night. Oh, Absolutely. People can just get up here, get up there, do mm-hmm. 10 minutes, do 15 minutes. And, like, you never know who you're going to see. And people just kind of like, oh, yeah, I have time for this. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll come in and pop in there and see if they can fit me in. <laughs> people just show up. They're like, hey, can I do time? I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, we're running early or whatever, which never happens. We're <laughs> never running early. But we just make the people sit there. We go over all the time. This is fun. Um, so you're from Staten Island. Correct. You do stand-up. Mm-hmm. You also do acting. You were on uh, Insecure on HBO. Yes, I had a very compelling two-second... That's great guest spot. <laughs> we don't have to tell the listeners that they don't know. Was he a, was the star. Of the I want an Oscar season. for it. It was the first time they ever did comedy and a TV show. Um, what was it like being on a big HBO show?
1: Oh, it's incredible. Was it fun? Oh, it was so cool. It was so cool. It was crazy at how much they filmed and then they just threw away. I thought that was fantastic. Really? Yeah, like there was a whole scene with extras. I'm coming out of this bar and all this stuff. I had like food next to me and none of that was in the show. I'm just baffled by like. How much they have to like? You know, they got it. They got yeah, to yeah, definitely. They have to edit it down. I totally get it. I mean, uh, who is your just, character? I'm uh, um, um the uh the main character Issa Rae, mm-hmm. Uh, she was driving like a lift, and I was the kid who got in. And I threw up in the back of her. Life. And then it said "insecure." Like I was, I was. It was the part of the show, like the title sequence. Oh, that's fun. Which is, which is the season
0: premiere. So oh, it was kind of cool. It's a big one. It was pretty cool. It's a pivotal character. It was. I know. I mean, I, the show would have fell apart without me. It's you kinda, needed to my be said. that guy vomiting in the car for her to realize things weren't going that well. There you go. Mm-hmm. Without you, me, you basically don't have the show. You so. opened up her eyes. There you go. It was at the season premiere of which season? season? Three. Oh, that was just on then. Just on. Uh, August, yes. That's huge. Mm -hmm. Have you been a fan of the show before you got it? Um, Yeah.
1: No, I I definitely, I I didn't see like every episode, but I've absolutely watched it before. And I heard so many great things about it. Everyone like out there loves it and talks about it.
0: Do you have your own HBO Go password or do you
1: borrow people's? Um, I actually have my own. (gasps) Wow, what a grown up. I know. Only because Spectrum raised my rates and I had no chance. Spectrum. We have Spectrum out here. I I know,
0: I don't really like it, but uh,
1: it's not that bad. L.A. doesn't have everything we have.
0: I trade, um, so I steal HBO from my parents, and I actually, I'm
1: sorry. When Insecure aired, it was my mom's HBO Go password. Yeah. They just raised my rates. Nothing long- I, I use, I
0: definitely use my mom's HBO Go password, and I let <laughs> them have my Hulu and my Netflix. I feel okay. like it's a good trade. How does Netflix not regulate that? How they could just say hey, there's you go. a certain amount everybody of can have your own password. They say 10, 10 That's screens. A lot of, a lot of people. And I feel like, I think it's like you can't do it simultaneously. I, that I, happened to me one time. I've never been locked out of, an, of a Netflix account. That happened to me one time. Where well, you were watching it and it well, said my girlfriend and I maximum? And it
1: said someone else's, so we'd have to go to mine. We're on hers and like her uh, sister is using it or something, so yeah. we had to use mine. Interesting.
0: Um, do you watch the Game of Thrones? That was just on, on Sunday. Never. Really? Never. I tried to watch the first episode. I was like, I can't watch this at all. I like to watch some, see now it's a good time for you to watch it because I, I like knowing what I'm getting into. Like I like knowing how many I'm gonna have to watch, you know. Yeah. Like there's eight seasons for you to watch now. You know you oh, have eight seasons yeah, 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 to watch. Yeah. If something that's, was, that's a good point. If something wasn't ending and you were gonna like start something, like God, do I really have to start this? Yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. This could be twenty seasons. Exactly. of that I have to watch mm-hmm. now. It's too much of a commitment. Can't stop watching The Simpsons now. No, you Got to wait, wait for that to end. Yes. <laughs> Thirty well, you, years. You can erase maybe the first five seasons. Of do that. you? Do you? On, be honest, man. Yeah. Do you like Game of Thrones because it's popular because you like Game of Thrones? I got into Game of Thrones way late. Like, I binged. So okay. I binged so was four seasons in, like, a couple of weeks. I was like, okay. I'm going to get into this. And I, if I really get into something, I watch all of it. And I watched all of Game of Thrones, like, maybe four seasons in, like, two weeks. I just like, I worked from home. I was just consuming it nonstop. And you get into a weird zone where you're like, oh my God. And it is really interesting, but it does move very slow. Like a lot of it you can kind of watch as you're in and out of the room. You know, I just had it running and I was like yeah. doing stuff in the apartment. You don't have to pay attention to all of it. So much of it happened <laughs> in the dark. There's nothing happening for many I don't episodes. think that's a good sign. If you could be vacuuming, I don't know. I don't need, I don't need I to like see it. I like a show. Honestly, I, I don't like, need to see Trikathian. Where the hell his name I is I like a show that you don't have to pay attention to very much. I like shows that you can kind of watch half. Yeah. I like shows that have commercials in the middle. I like a break. Like people who I watch, like a break. I like a good break. Not I get that with T- HBO. People that watch TV and they hate commercials. I watch TV on like a digital tuner and I like having a time where I get to be like, "Okay, I get to go to the kitchen." Mm. Or like I don't like pausing a show. I've noticed we've gotten we've come so far that like
1: when I one time my girlfriend and I were watching something and I paused it so we could like get make food or something. And then I was like, oh, we can catch up. So, no, no, no. Leave the commercials on. I want to check like my phone. I
0: like to know what's happening <laughs> in the world. like a break now. I like a break. It's and cool. I also like to see what's advertised. Like I like seeing what the heck the new thing is that someone's okay. spending a lot of money on mm. to get my eyeballs on. Yeah. What is the new thing? I know. Usually it's just like. It's like diet pills. And diet pills. Depression. Depression. Medicine. Dick pills. Mm. Depends what network you're watching. Like mm-hmm. I watch a lot of cozy TV because it has reruns of Murder, She Wrote. My mom loves that show. I love it, and um, it's definitely aimed towards the sixty-five to eighty, and uh, a it's of, a lot of coffin commercials. It's a lot of co- it's a lot of uh, planning for your death, yep. like every other. Alex Trebek, they use a lot, right? It's a lot. It's it's a talk l- about the colonial colonial pen. pen, pen. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about like I see that, that on prices, right? Don't be such a burden to your family. I know. Okay, you thought and you would th- die and get away with it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't be such a burden. And it's, it's like an old lady. It's like I just want you to know that I've taken care of everything from my family. I, I'm not going to be a yeah, burden. It really to you. is so messed up Don't the way they're like. A yeah, like the
1: old woman is like, well, I wasn't going to leave my son with the burden of planning my funeral. You yeah. should call
0: this company. It's so messed up. Meanwhile, I'm like, God, who can I leave my debt to? Yeah, hell yeah, right. <laughs> I'd like to specific. Can I actually name people in my will that my debt gets assigned to? My grandma. That would actually, be wonderful.
1: My grandma actually died of cancer years ago. I was very young, and my dad was like, why doesn't she just you know max out her credit card she's no she's she knows she's gonna die because it would go to you i don't think i, I don't think it does it, i think it i goes think your credit family. card debt i don't know if it does well that would be a huge loophole i know right if if your dick hey, gets I'm, erased hey, when you die, i'm dying let's go let's go buy that people, ferrari
0: well that would be great if you had like it's a black card right? there has to be something <laughs> that prevents people from doing it. There, there would be a I lot know, more though. i don't know there, there, that, there's an asterisk someplace that's like, maybe.
1: <laughs> that's the fine print somewhere.
0: That's why people, should, you could be like, uh, I have, to your credit card companies, if you're not paying your bills, be like, well, just to let you know, I've added you to my uh, life insurance policy. So yeah. the second I, I kick it, there's a policy just for you. And they could be like, all right, fine. Yeah. We're going to wait this out. Or they start trying to murder you. Mm, that could happen, too. Murder, She Wrote. It all comes oh back. My God, it, all, it all does come back to Murder, there She There you go. So you are from Staten Island. Yes. And um, you, how did you start out in comedy? So
1: I am of the new generation of internet comedians, pretty much. Um, I started, so I've been making like my own little videos since I was very, very young. Because your Instagram, you have almost 70,000 uh followers on Instagram. That's a yes. lot. Um it should have been more by now to be honest with you. Uh, uh. <laughs> I just uh, no you know honestly like I I I showed up to the YouTube party like really really early. Yeah. I had some sort of like wasn't a viral video but in 2009 like uh I had a pretty decent like it was very local, very Staten and very like Italian and very very niche. Mm-hmm. Um but that sort of blew up and it was like I was making fun of like the spoiled brat Italian princess Sweet 16. And I made a parody of that whole thing, and I got a big following from that. Is that a casaniera? Uh, it's it's basically for Italians. It's a sweet sixteen. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a year later. The Quincenera is is fifteen. Fifteen. Um, is that Italian? No, that's Spanish. Spanish. Uh, what is it in Italian? It's, it's uh, queen, Oh my god, my mom's gonna kill me. Queen Queen Dici. That's Queen Dici. That's okay. Right. Anyway. Um. So I was doing this stuff for a while, and then I got on World Star Hip Hop. I did a couple of videos on there. I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's like no. this big hip hop blog about like it was really interesting. They were comedy and videos. it's hey D- yeah there were comedy videos. Okay. And then they would also do but World Star had like rap videos, comedy videos, like fight videos. was a very like very big high school like website. Mm-hmm. So that got me a bunch of followers. And then I was always afraid of like this the new you because like YouTube went from like this thing where people kind of like respected you as an artist because mm-hmm. like you had. You were making, you were like considered a weirdo for making videos when I was like 16, right? And yeah. then now every kid makes a video, and yeah, yeah it's, it's considered normal. But when I was doing it, it was sort of like oh, this weirdo kid, why does, have, why does he have a video camera in the sixth grade? Yeah. So when I was doing videos, I was like I had a head start, and then it was like oh wow, these people like the new generation of like comedians that are going to be on MTV and Comedy Central, and then overnight it felt like yeah, the opinion switched to any asshole with a camera can do this in their bedroom. So it's sort of like. It was like an insult to say someone's a YouTuber. Yeah, almost like taking away the validity of your, you know, comedic timing or writing or everything. It just was like you're no longer. Now, now we're taking that away from you. Yeah, and being a YouTuber is just begging for subscribers and telling people to smash the like button. So I ran from that, and um, I sort of like disappeared. I stopped putting stuff on the internet, and I started working with a manager. I was going to acting classes. I did UCB improv. Um, I was trying to get auditions. I did a lot of extra work, trying to do it like the quote-unquote official way, right? Yeah. And then over time, I just started to miss it. I realized like wh- maybe where did my roots come from? Where did that initial fan base come from? I made an hour and a half movie kind of talking about that. I made it myself. I just made it about being from Staten Island, having this bad like reputation being from there and trying to make it and how no one really – is a dreamer out there and it's called Five Miles from the Spotlight. You can watch it on YouTube. It's an hour and a half movie. Um, and then I started to think about like, I like this feeling of doing it by myself again. Mm. And I started to realize that like, I shouldn't be running from this internet. I should be using the internet. So I started, and then I realized, I'm, when I moved to Los Angeles last year and I was like, I'm just gonna get back to basics. That's get... a big move. Yeah. I was thinking about it for a while yeah, um, and it was so much more. Obviously, it was my managers are out there and it was a bigger opportunity for me to like just more auditions and stuff like that but it was more of just like being away and just being, waking up and only thinking about comedy because when you're at home and there's, I was living at my parents' house, you know, they wanted to eat dinner at a certain time. I have like, whose freaking cousin's Birthday party was it, and yeah. it, there was so many things going on. you have a lot,
0: you have a lot of family in I'm
1: from a, I'm an Italian family that big goes without family. saying. My yeah. mom's one of 11 children, so oh, wow. it, there's just, you know—
0: Are they all in Staten Island? They all fall out of the closet.
1: Ah. Um, no, they're in Brooklyn, but uh, Brooklyn, Jersey, but it's just—yeah, it's a very big thing where I yeah. come from.
0: And um now my city. So you moved away to avoid going to nonstop weekend picnic parties and pretty much. birthday That's parties. That's a pretty big and, part of it. Yeah. I mean I
1: didn't know that at face value, but when I moved away, I was like, wow, this is what freedom and alone time <laughs> feels is like. This is really opening up my so, schedule. Like, yeah. I mean, like, even before <laughs> I was doing something so stupid at my house and I'm like, my mom was like banging around. I'm like, I miss living on my own where if I wanted yeah. to do a skit, there's no one around. There's just dead silence. It's just so when I moved out there, I started doing this interesting thing where So I I did stand up over those years too, like when I was trying to like reinvent myself and like out of the spotlight, not having anybody like have nothing online. I started doing open mics around the city. So I started to get comfortable on stage. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I realized that like, in my opinion, I'm trying to do my own thing where it's like kind of take from each lane sort of. Mm -hmm. And like, instead of going to an open mic and doing comedy where I feel like it's, I don't really know what that's for anymore at my level. I'm not saying I'm too good for it. I'm definitely not too good for it. But like you go to an open mic and there's five other comedians there yeah. who are all nervous to go up. Yeah. So I don't know who you're trying jokes for. I don't know who's gonna see you. I don't know, I don't really know what the process is for at after a certain level. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, instead of doing these bits on stage, I'm gonna try them out on Instagram. Right. And that's what I started doing. So I would write a minute bit, do it on Instagram, and instead of reaching four comedians trying to get on stage, I'd reach ten thousand people. Yeah. And then twenty thousand, thirty thousand so it's kind of how it worked. And then I've built an hour around that format. So people, if you come to, see, come to one of my shows, there's definitely things you've seen on Instagram. It's just they're 10 minutes, 15 minutes instead like yeah. of one minute. So that's um, basically what got me And here. it's kind
0: of like A and B testing. Also, you can try something out. I guess the, 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 the positive thing about going to an open mic is, is getting the beats down Absolutely for the jokes, right? One hundred percent. You're just getting out exactly the, the words and how the words can be tweaked and how to tweak them to the best way. I, I I've always
1: felt like I was uh, naturally just better with that. I've yeah. Never really that was never really a struggle for me. Yeah. And um, it's interesting, man. The laughs come when I kind of anticipated that they would i'm not look if, if you've never done stand-up comedy you have to do it. like that is 100 right. you
0: have to do that because you need the feedback the Abs- live feedback
1: you, not even that you need just to be on stage with the, with the microphone in front of people yeah. and you need to feel those nerves that's 100 yeah. real but i was trying to just get like i knew that i could use the internet in a better way instead of wasting 10 years not wasting but instead of spending 10 years yeah. in 1980 which was you had to I'm like, we live in a new era yeah. where I can manipulate this in a way and make it work for me yeah. to where I can have like a shortcut kind of... Now, there's definitely going to be comedians that say, this kid's an idiot. That's not how you do comedy. He's destroying it. And I totally understand. If yeah. I wanted to be a stand-up co- comedian like for my whole life, I don't really want to do that forever. Yeah, I've, I'm a writer. I want to write and, and act in my own things. That's are more of a multi-platform. That's, I, I just know, think that nowadays there's that. no rules anymore. Yeah. There is no rules. And I just... If you want to see if your stuff is funny, you ha- you need an r- actual crowd. Yeah. People on a Friday night. You don't get those on a Monday afternoon at the back of a bar yeah. where it's eight other kids who none of them know a reference to a rap song or a pop song because they're all comedy nerds yeah. who don't get the reference. It's like, this isn't, isn't a real, can, this isn't a real audience.
0: You can reach... If you have a very specific joke, Yeah, you can reach that audience on Instagram. Correct. You can hashtag it Absolutely. or whatever. And then boom, that person sees it. I
1: just felt like I, I did... You know Drake, you know Drake the rapper, mm-hmm. do you not? So I, I felt like when I was 23 or 24, I would do this bit on stage. I still do it. But I would feel, especially 20, when I was 24, he was even bigger than he is now. Mm-hmm. He was just at the height of his fame. I felt like that was a very, not a very obscure reference. It's yeah. like mentioning to me, it's like Elvis. That's something that's so obvious. I did a, a stand up show in the city somewhere, in, in here in Manhattan somewhere. And I was like, hey, anybody, any Drake fans? It was 12 guys and none of them knew who he was. Yeah. So that's not going to happen at the comedy store on a Friday night. No. It's not going to happen. Right. So that's the problem with the open mic where it's like, okay, this could be doing well in front of an actual audience. But since these kids are only doing Game of Thrones references, right, they're not going to get normal. Right. That's what I found. I was like, I don't really like this format. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Who am I trying material for? Just other kids who are nervous to get on stage. It's not really practicing. Yeah. You don't know if you're funny. Exactly. It's kind of, You might as well do it in your bedroom. Right. So that's kind of where my frustration came from. And I started doing it for Instagram instead. And then I was reaching just more and more people. And then it led to me doing shows. And... um And then the people that go to those shows want to see you, They want to see me. They want to see the things I've done already. They definitely want to see new stuff, which I think I have 85% of things they've never seen. Yeah. But I do want to see the typical stuff that I do and um, their favorite bits and stuff like that. I just think it works beautifully. Yeah. Like, I just think it's, I think... I, I just think it's a new thing that other comedians are going to do. And then
0: do, do you—so do you have a schedule that you always post things on Instagram, like every Monday, every I, week? Always, I, I try to do—I
1: used to do three. I I'm really trying to do three a week, but now I, it's not so much pressure. I, I definitely do two a week. Last week I only did one because I had a video that was doing really, really well, and I felt like—and I've noticed in um, retrospect if I kind of—you can kind of step on that progress. Yeah. Like if you post too soon, it'll like kill— your video doing really well still yeah. so i let that one
0: breathe a little bit and do you jump on like current event topics uh it,
1: yeah sometimes it, it has to be very organic i mean yeah. i have i have notes in my phone just like any other comedian which i want to talk about and then i'll just hit them at certain points but um being from here people want to want me to do certain types of things like i, I did one making fun of like a Island t- italian communion party and how yeah. they're just like you'd think you're going to like the met gala when it's right. just a kid putting on a white tuxedo yeah um so there's those things, and then like once, I mean, my girlfriend mentioned something about Kim Kardashian one day. And I was like, "Oh, that's a good." So I talked about
0: that. Yeah, that did pretty well. Um, I thought I was watching something that you just had on Twitter. That probably, I think you probably have everything on Twitter, yeah, or Instagram. And it was about uh, the. It was more the merrier, and you said, uh, yeah. "What was it? The, the less the lovelier." The less the lovelier. I thought that was very funny, and that's oh, thank you know, you. and that translates like that's the the way that most good jokes, whether it's done traditionally, like stand up or if it's written or you see it on a video like the it's, like, it's the idea and if it, the idea yeah. is a relatable thing people say yeah I know me too I hate people yes but exactly then they would think it's funny like you yeah. said like I'd love this movie if this guy that you brought wasn't with us I'd be having a much better time <laughs> like yeah that <laughs> weirdo who's yeah. with me is ruining the movie he's not saying anything but I don't like the movie. it doesn't make us. any sense but people feel that way yeah Right? Yeah. You're yeah. like, I don't know who this is. I don't like him. <laughs> I want him to go. Yeah. And I think that's great. And that was that was a great that was a great bit. Oh, thank you. I mean, that would do well in any you know bar in Brooklyn or online or at any major club.
1: Yeah. Def- I mean, that's you know.
0: that's that's that was that's, that's my opinion on it. I know that there's definitely but also traditional... the problem with live comedy and it's the crowds. It's not about the comics. That's what absolutely. I absolutely. So I do the absolutely. show uh, a guaranteed delivery downtown, and we have great comics every month. And I've many times had great comics, TV comics, but the crowd is off. You know, it's not the comics who are off. It's that like the crowd's not really there and they're either, maybe they're drunk or they're not paying attention. They're not really into it because yep. it's whatever. And, you know, it just, you I mean, so it's like people who, have done amazing things are just having a really terrible time at the show you're just like ugh, I feel and I, as a producer you feel bet you're like ah that was a bad show it's not them yeah it was me like <laughs> the people I brought in were terrible yeah and yeah, then yeah. I and then I try to find people in different ways and I like, try to find people who are really really into this kind of comedy and I try to find where they are and market to them because I want them to come to the show and you know? I
1: think I think there's there's two arguments there like there's one that someone's gonna say that's how a, a comedian should always feel because that's basically when you sell any product anywhere you're trying to get your demographic right right okay if i sell whatever if it's if it's if it's a baseball or it's like a, a mets sweatshirt i'm trying to get baseball fans who are cold right right so like comedians kind of have a different depending on who you talk to there's different um opinions like there's either that yes sell to your demographic and get really good or you should work to get every crowd there is yeah which i totally agree with but not 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 in a very, like, broad sense. Like, there's my point of view is very, like, it's very East Coast. It's very sarcastic. It's very, like, um, I guess you could say maybe mean-spirited. Just, yeah. just where, like, we're very, like, you know, honest or whatever. So the politically correct, like, new people are never going to like me because I'm way too blunt, yeah. right? So, like, I don't think I'm ever going to be that mainstream as... I don't know. Name a comedian that you like that's mainstream, but like even Jerry Seinfeld has said he's had he's had problems with sure. like being politically correct nowadays, yeah. which is crazy.
0: But the cleanest guy you can imagine. Oh, totally. Well, there's all these young kids now who are like I would say maybe college kid age who were coming out against some old episodes of Seinfeld that at the time were winning all these awards. That's That's ridiculous. You know, like glad or whatever like they were like yeah. oh it was like oh we were moving you know things forward for the gay community and now they're seeing these episodes that are focused around um uh gay acceptance and they were like oh this was terrible this is I anti-gay know, it, it doesn't, you're like no it, it was. was
1: 30 years ago first it, of all no, it, wasn't, it doesn't matter it was, it was good if the anybody's time, even jerry saw one episode he's talking about like oh i like i like chinese girls he was like, are you allowed to say that is can it, you say the
0: word chinese He's because like, that's racist was, if i like it how is that racist
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's, it's basically exactly this. You know, yeah. Nothing yeah. really has changed that much with that show. It's just what it's, I think about that all the time. Like, yeah. I'll I'll say something. Like, I think it's funny. I asked my girlfriend, I'm like, Man, never mind. They did that on Seinfeld. They yeah. literally
0: did that on Seinfeld. Everything I think of, they They've did done that it. on Seinfeld. Yeah. They're so, But that so goes, goes back. I mean, if you watch all the episodes of I Love Lucy, um, I Love Lucy did everything that like a sitcom does in some sort of a formulaic way. Like they kind of laid this groundwork that everyone's kind of been redoing and improving for years and years and oh, years. Oh, totally! And it's fun to see like the the story con- uh, constructs of like an I Love Lucy episode. It's all like you know slight mis uh, misunderstandings. Yeah, that bit, yeah, yeah. But it's like oh sneaking that's, around. That's every episode of Three's Company, and that's yeah. every episode of this. You're like Saved by like, the Bell. Yeah, it's every. <laughs> oh, we heard that wrong. Oh, it's crazy Screech, and um. <laughs> Yeah, that's how everyone's doing it. So, and, and that makes it for internet comedians and just anybody doing comedy now. It's so much different because you're you're able to see everyone's work and everyone can tweet something and Instagram something. So, how do you make sure that you're doing things originally? People worry about jokes it's all hard. the time. Yeah, like, I've
1: had people uh, tell me that I've take I've st- stolen stuff, and uh, I, the best I can do is just say I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, like I mean comedians think of the same thing. Yeah. Like, there's nothing... You Parallel really... thought. Yeah, of course. Say. I yeah. mean, like, how many how, how many bits about airplanes are there?
0: Exactly. There's a thousand. I mean... And everybody has the same life experiences. Of course. I mean, so especially like... as a comedian. You fly yeah. a lot.
1: You notice know the same thing. You're all kind of hating people and, like... Um, <laughs> It's tough, but as soon as someone mentions it, I'll take it down, or if, oh, crap, you're right, that was Bill Burr, or whatever, I will stop doing it. Yeah. I just, you know, sometimes, sometimes it can even be in the back of your mind. Sometimes I could be from a Chappelle thing I saw when I was 10, and don't don't even realize. Yeah. Um, But it's good that people, um, you know, can let you know about it. Like, back in the day, you couldn't, how would you, how would you, as an audience member, let someone know? Yeah. Now, it's
0: in the comments section. It's like, okay, well, there you go. I see it right there. Uh, What's your biggest, uh, your biggest video you've ever had on Instagram? Um. So there's one. There's one that's
1: a little controversial. The biggest one I had. Current. The current one I just did has over eleven thousand likes. Eleven point six thousand. That's the biggest one I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, there was one before that, but um, there was controversy with it. Uh, another comedian says that I stole it from him. I never did. Yeah. I we had a great conversation about it. He agreed that mine was different enough. Then a week went by and he his manager got in his ear or something. He was like, you better take this down. I'm going to sue you. Wow. I, I have I have all the proof in the world that I did not steal from him. He even, yeah. I even have him admitting that it was different enough. He beefs. Just, he just Comet changed. Beefs. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to give this guy the satisfaction. I just took it down. What was the video about? Uh, it was about Italians being on Family Feud. Oh. Um, so I, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, what's crazy is Facebook is still pretty relevant. I've noticed that my demographic is also kind of... A little bit older than what they used to be. Used to be like, you know, young girls, like 18, 19. I think I still have a little bit of them, but like now it's like moms and like, um, even like grandma's. Like I've noticed like women at my shows are like 50s, 60s, which because I think that's all because of Facebook. I think it's because of Facebook. And and they have money too. They They have more money. They got money to spend. Yeah. Um, And they're the ones who love sharing stuff on Facebook. Like my Facebook videos get like, you know, hundreds of thousands of views and on on
0: Instagram it's like 50,000 or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it, the face. I'm horrible at Facebook. I don't know why, like the algorithms are against me. Um. Like nothing goes anywhere and, It's um, a grind, man. It really is a grind.
1: It's a grind. Like how often do you post? How do you promote things on Facebook?
0: Like how do you get people to see? Like you just, you
1: have the followers already. So, pretty much. Like I said, like I had to get back on the horse. Yeah. Like, so I basically had a little bit of a following. I was that kid who made Maria Marie Sweet 16. That was like what I was known for. And then I disappeared for a while, did things like in not in public. And then when I came back, I was always afraid of like doing that Staten Island point of view again, like yeah. the Italian, making fun of the way the girls speak. It's like I wanted to grow as an artist, but people don't give a crap about that. So yeah. I was like, all right, let me go back to – let me put my clown shoes on again. <laughs> so I was like, all right, before I moved to Staten Island, I did Maria Marie's wedding, which is ma- basically – I parodied weddings nowadays, these big Staten Island weddings, the same way I made fun of the East Week 16. And that got me back like where I was, kind of. That did really well, and so then it was like, people were sort of anticipating the next thing, mm-hmm. um, and then I just didn't stop. Like I was posting three videos a week for a year straight, which is hard to do. Yeah, that's hard to do. Um, and then I started doing
0: these uh, little. Is that just one camera? It's just my. It's just my uh, my iPhone. Just your phone.
1: What's crazy is, man. Like I've noticed that the harder I work, the less people care. Too. <laughs> like I've done. I did. A, I think I did a good. Um, uh, a parody of ariana grande's song like thank you next i did mm-hmm. like the male point of view like how like no no, no it was the girls blah, blah blah i thought that was good and she did all these like women movies of, like yeah empa- like bring it on and, right like, right blah, blah. i did all i did silly i did ace ventura super bad uh night the roxbury and uh what the hell and then don't be a menace to South central while drinking your juice in your hood, the hood my one of my favorite movies so i thought that was gonna kill yeah and it just fell flat and it took you forever. It took me a while. It, <laughs> I, took, I put so much effort into it. And then it's like, they just want to see me talk. Yeah. Do my bits. And I've literally noticed what works. So I, I've abandoned anything. I've always like, just abandoned that's that.
0: That's good. So high production value doesn't help. It means nothing yeah. anymore.
1: means no- And I was, I come from an editing background. So like, that's all I knew. And I, I've got, I, my friend is an incredible like cinematographer. He had the steady cam, this Ronin, this, it was just, he has a red camera. It was oh, wow. so, it was, it was shot so beautifully. And I was like, "This is gonna be so cool." And then <laughs> it was just like, "Yeah, hey, go back to talking on your couch. Just hold up your iPhone. That's exactly." All we need. So, um, I learned that though, man. It, t- it took a little while to learn that, and then I just like, "All right, this is what people want." And then I used to like run from that. It would be like, "All right, for some reason, I would, oh, this is working. Let me run from this and do something different because yep. I don't want to be put in a in a box." But now I'm like, you know what? If that's what people want, I'm just gonna keep hammering it away. And then I, I do put things that I like, random things I'll put in there. That means something to me that aren't so specific, and they still do pretty well. So what do
0: you want to do? If you could pick to be successful in one thing in comedy, do you want to be just like a, a sellout crowd stand-up comedian, or do you want to be selling videos? Do you want to be on TV, having your own show? Like, I think I would like the, thing?
1: the dream. I, I was, I've always looked at stand-up comedy as like Jim Carrey's way in. Right. Jim Carrey, he, he was huge in stand-up, but you, no one's ever seen him do it ever again.
0: It was his way to become in front of the people to get that next thing. That's be... exactly what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um. I, I love
1: writing. I, I've, I've even made that character. I hate, to, I don't really, not that I hate doing it. I just, I, I don't want to destroy that character of like this Marie Marie character that I yeah. made. So I turned that into like a cartoon that I've been doing, like with these Animoji videos. Mm-hmm. I've like created all these like characters. I, I would love to develop that into a show. Yeah. Like, uh, like a... Like you know, the Italian Simpsons or something. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, Seth Rogen is a great example yeah. of someone who just writes and makes movies. He just has a great life. But if you in have my... a good
0: niche, I mean, being in a niche isn't a bad thing. It. Oh making, no! Yeah, I, I've learned from being to that stat, it. being that Staten Island guy who's able to appeal to the moms on Facebook. Yeah, that's great for if you want to have a sitcom. Oh, totally. Where you're the main character. Oh, yeah. And you're a Staten Island boy coming home from the west coast with this gigantic italian family yeah i'm writing a
1: movie i'm hoping to get that done um I, I I'm working on a, I'm trying to develop a show that I, I that uh, I believe in but I'm definitely closer with, with the script but yeah that's that's my main goal I would like to get to a point where I can leverage mm-hmm. um, a fan like just you know I'll just
0: show numbers I'm able to I'm this you know it's funny that's all people care about I mean if it, yeah that's the talent and the jokes and all that are needed but if someone takes you on they, they're like it's a oh, how many how many followers do you have yep How many, you know, I finally learned that. And that's all. How many retweets? You know, like how many things, you know, how far do your does your voice go? Yeah. And like when it's it's everything. It's like book authors, it's actors, it's everything. It's like, oh, what's your what's your built-in marketing base? And
1: that's the cool thing about doing stand-up in the way that I've done it is I'm sort of building both at the same exact time. So like I don't know if anybody I'm I'm not really big into YouTubers, but I've noticed that there's like this trend of like People getting to a million two million, and then that's it. You don't see them on TV you don't see them in movies. they yeah. just stay on the internet. I'm hoping that having an hour and a half of standup material that i've that I've done, I can sell myself as more legitimate than yeah. just a kid online right you know what I'm saying so it's, it's I'm kind of doing both at the same time. so when I do get to the hundred thousand two hundred thousand mark, I will have done you know x amount of stand up shows that you know kind of uh like puts that stamp of approval of like oh he can actually do this it's would not you take just
0: all of your things you've done and would you put them into a, like a stand-up special like an album um i've thought about so i have an hour now that i'm like sort of
1: touring like I've, i'm still just booking places around these this uh the like new york area i'm doing i have governor's comedy club june 14th and 15th the 14th both shows are sold out. but the 15th there's still tickets left so um so where do
0: people go to get tickets
1: governor's comedy club long Island. i just put governor's comedy club on my instagram page too there's okay. there's a link there with all my links um and that's in long island long island yep nice so that's actually the place where louis ck came back to try his uh oh. for the first time so it's a that's like a real comedy club i'm really excited yeah. about that one um so this is kind of, kind of like touring this special i guess you'd say or like this hour yeah. that i've been doing and then i think maybe next year if i do again maybe i'll try to come up with another one or whatever but um
0: yeah, that's basically. How long I mean. has it taken you to put together an hour of comedy? So it's very, very um, untraditional because it's like it's an hour of good comedy. So it's you probably come up with six hours of comedy and then you probably whittled it down to an hour that you keep. You know, like,
1: it's, I, not no, not not the way that I've done it.
0: Your hour is just one hundred percent the hour that you put together. Yes, that's great.
1: So what happened was um, I was contacted by. The college that I went to, never graduated, still shy, but still like 12 credits shy. Really? But it's on Staten Island, and I was going to do a show there, and then it just like fell apart. Like it didn't yeah. go through whatever reason. So then I did this other little place on Staten Island this like just restaurant, and the guy was like, uh, you know, how long do you want to do I was like, ah, I guess I'll do 45 minutes. Is that good? And he was like, okay. So I just... You didn't... Did you have any material? I had my the stuff that I tried on Instagram. Okay, and then I just made them longer.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I just did the bits that I basically I did old stuff, so people kind of new followers really wouldn't know about. kind yeah. of, I guess. And then um, I don't. I, it, it they've gone so well. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I, I I don't. You seem surprised. And that's I, I nice. was yeah. no, I really was because you don't yeah. I, like I said I didn't really try all this out in front of yeah. like, an audience. Um, like I remember the last – I did on, on another – so then I did – each month I was doing more and more shows on Staten Island and then I finally did one in Jersey. But like I put together an hour not knowing if what's going to land and what's not going right. to land. And the things that I was like iffy about like really, really killed. And I was like really, really learning to just breathe in, like let the breaks come. And like if, if they're laughing, don't step on the laugh. Just let it like, – I learned yeah. – doing an hour a night for three nights in a row – that makes you so much better, so much faster than doing open mics. Yeah. It's crazy. Which is another reason why I just think it's just the new way people are gonna do it in the future because it just yeah. like, it's just so much faster.
0: Um but yeah, man, I just I just like made That's up That's awesome. I just
1: like made up an hour. <laughs>
0: well the difference is I feel like the way that you are going about this and executing it is very different than a lot of people that do stand up um in an open mic situation in that they become addicted to the Going up on stage in front of the live people and telling a couple of jokes like that rush so is what they it's like heroin or whatever, I've noticed right? I've noticed I like, you don't have that yours is not different.
1: I don't I don't have I don't have that rush I don't have that sense of elation yeah. I, have, I have none of that um I uh, it's hard to say but like you know there's no way to say this without sounding like a douchebag but like I, okay. I, I was always popular. Like yeah. I was always the funny kid. <laughs> I was always the funny kid. I wasn't the, I yeah. wasn't the theater geek. Yeah. I wasn't at the table making fun of the cool kids. I was at the cool kids table. Like they were cooler than me probably, but yeah, um, I was like one of them. So like this feeling of like getting attention wasn't like new to me. I was, I'm the baby of my family. Yeah. So everything Eric always did, I was always a million people looking at him. So like I kind of run from the spotlight in a yeah. way and people don't understand that. So like they can't be yeah, okay. You don't want people to look at you on stage or a microphone with a spotlight. It's like, yeah, but literally like when I'm off that, I don't want anybody to like, I'm very uncomfortable and I'm yeah. very like uh, awkward and, and and quiet or whatever. So I don't like when I, I'm a huge fan of comedians and cars. You ever, you ever, oh, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. So, like, everything Jerry Seinfeld talks about a comedian is, I'm so the opposite of it. Like, yeah. everything he always talks about, like, the rush of getting on stage, I feel none of that. Like, it's always... The, it's the thrill. I just gotta get up every night. I'm like, yeah. I hate getting up. I just... You know what I mean? Like, it's so different for me um, in every way. So, yeah. I'm definitely not a comedian's comedian. Like, they would probably rip me apart and say yeah. this kid's an idiot and he's never gonna go anywhere. I totally understand where they're coming from. Um, I, and because I don't really want to... Like my main goal would not be to sell at Madison Square Garden. It would be to make a movie. It right. Would, it would be to you know have a show or to um, be writing on something or creating something or making my own version of like The Office or Kirby enthusiasm yeah. or something like that. Um. And I don't know if that's bad, but it's working for me. I don't think me. it's bad. It's I working it's for just, me, and it's, um, it's what you want to do. I think it's a. I think it's a new thing. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not trying to say I'm the new Kevin Hart or or anyone. I'm just saying that's what's what's working for me. I think it's a new brand of comedy that is um. Very now, and, and I'm using social media so much. Yeah, um, and it's also it's kind of like what specials are. You know, it's kind of like I I, I talked to the old like uh, the, the legendary comedians, like like just like Jerry Seinfeld, who talking to Dana Carvey or um, mm-hmm. you know someone on on comedians and cars, and they would basically say how that was like an ad for. You're a special like right you know your special was an ad to some people will come see you like you watch someone on Letterman you want to go see their show right it's kind of what my Instagram is it's yeah. just instead of a late night show it's on Instagram
0: yeah so, you know that's awesome so when you're in Los Angeles um and you're making videos a couple times a week yeah um and you're going out for auditions correct yeah are you are you doing like commercial stuff no um, you were on insecure yeah we talked about that, I think, offline. Okay. I don't think we were recording. Were we, we were recording? I don't, I don't
1: remember. I don't even know. We might have been. But I did. So uh, the, my first... Uh, so the directors of the movie Nerve came out. Uh, so Nerve was a movie that came out three years ago now in July. Um, the directors saw my videos. So what was Nerve about? Nerve was a, a really ridiculous movie. I honestly was th- thinking I was going to like... Make fun of it. Like, yeah, I was in this silly teen movie. It was ridiculous. Nerve is an app on your phone. It's very now okay. that you have to do, like, dares to win money. So, like, it gets really crazy. And Oh, I think I heard about this. Dude, it was it was really good. Yeah. Like, I swear. I remember feeling... And you were in this. I was in it. A very small part. Okay. I had a scene where I was doing my Drake impression rapping, that got that got cut out of the movie, unfortunately. I was okay. telling everybody I was so excited, and they're like, "Oh, were you were you an extra? When the hell were you in this movie?" So I have one line on camera. It's very my hair is atrocious. I was trying to grow it long. So the directors, <laughs> it was it was almost just
0: go see the movie
1: to see that. Yeah, I think. it was almost done filming, and then they were like, "Okay, we're just gonna have this kid come in, yeah. and just like be there." Like I think they liked the fact that I was from Staten Island. The character uh, Emma Roberts played it was supposed to be from Staten Island, so like I think they liked that I brought like authenticity or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was my first like big thing, and then that sort of started. and that
0: took place in New York, right, yeah, and they were running around the city. It was yep. almost like a treasure hunt type yeah it was I swear
1: right? how I describe nerve it's like you remember Fast Times, mond High, yeah, how that just captured the eighties beautifully yeah, I think that movie captures like this social media like fast like like generation like so beautifully like it's just it's so now it's so it was just really, really good like. It was really good,
0: and because you're the music
1: a, in that movie is ridiculous. Since father. you're
0: you're like an internet comedian, mm-hmm. and everything's measured on likes and retweets and that kind of stuff. Like, what's the limit? Like, what's going to happen? Because aren't people just going to get tired of constantly retweeting and liking things without any giving back? I feel like it's a very one sided a lot of times. Yeah, because people keep on liking, but they they're not getting liked. So at some point, aren't they going to stop liking? I don't know. Is, uh, well, it might be a it might be a bigger question of, of
1: humanity. It sounds like something someone would say who
0: who doesn't want it to last. <laughs> I like being liked. Would you would you, would you admit that's no. true? No. No, no, I like it. I mean so I here's have a, the thing, I have a small startup. I need to get people to look at me all the time and people do and, and uh I tweet and I Instagram and I and we I do really I do better on Twitter and Instagram than I do on Facebook. Yeah. Um And a lot of the stuff for Weekly Humorist is a lot of cartoons. They do really great on Instagram. We have jokes and articles. Those do really well on Twitter. Um, So it's fun. It's fun to be in this because it's an equalizer. All the social media is an equalizer for comedy. So you can be a a, a comedian um, in, in the middle of Ohio who's not known anywhere. But if you're funny and you put it up on Instagram or Twitter and people see it, They'll react because it's like legitimately funny you know Absolutely. like and that's the good thing that's the the fun thing about social media is anybody can be as good as they want to be uh, because if they have the chops people will notice and, yeah and they'll it's like the cream rises to the top and then that angers people who are in the industry because they don't like that way because they had to bust their ass the old way. Here's, here's what I have to say about that.
1: I was that person yeah I, w- I hated the fact that like this kid just got lucky on Vine. I'm so I I'll remember Vine I did the hard work <laughs> and like I've been, I've been writing and I've been trying all this stuff. Unfortunately, at a certain point I was like, wow, okay, I was completely wrong and I sound like somebody who was a vaudeville actor and thought this TV fad's gonna go away. Yeah, that's exactly what it is man. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. If anything, it's the opposite. TV is going somewhere. And but this what's is happening gonna next? Over. Like, what's going to be beyond it? I, if I knew that, I'd be a billionaire. So yeah. I wouldn't be here. VR? Could be. Oculus? I just think that, like, this... Dude, think about it, man. The iPhone, like, where streaming and, like, watching YouTube and that being a part of your life, that's not even 10 years old. Yeah. Like, yes, the iPhone's more than 10 years but, like, having it as big of a deal... Like, I had a BlackBerry 10 years ago. Yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, it didn't take over the world...
0: Until I'm noticing like seven it, or eight years ago. It's annoying me, but I'm noticing it, it. The social media and and everything is coming up as like plot lines in television and movies too and they, much, and they never do it well. It's always no, fake. They never do it well. They they, they 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 never they never use a cell phone how how people actually use cell phones. I've always noticed like yeah, because most of the they time don't text realistically. I'd be like, this isn't working. I don't have any service. My battery is dead. Like that's reality. Yeah. But they never had that never happens in television. It you always can, works. It's
1: so forced.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And you
1: can tell it's like some 40 year old guy trying to imagine how he thinks a 13 year old acts with <laughs> yeah. Snapchat. It's never real. No. Um I've always noticed that. Like it's it is weird to like and I've always noticed there needs to be more realistic shit, but a lot of it is silent. Yeah. Waiting for a girl to text you back I mean,
0: could be an episode, but not really. Sometimes they do the but the chat bubbles on the screen fairly well now. They're yeah. getting better at that.
1: That feels like that feels forced. It feels like, I don't it know. It is. Man. I mean,
0: like you're reading. Exactly. Just because reading. that's
1: such a bigger part of our lives now yeah. that you can't really film that. Right. A lot of the anxiety is internal. Right. And it's not like, you know, you're by yourself with the, your Snapchat message read and she hasn't responded yet. It's like, yeah, it's just you in your room alone. She's going to show that on screen. It's like not. Not so much writing, yeah. That's why, I like, a lot of stuff. You know, a lot of people may feel that like uh, TV isn't good anymore because they all feel like they're trying, they're they're trying too hard, or they're left in the past, or they're trying to be like cool with the future, and it just it's falling flat. I don't know. I haven't yeah. watched a new show in a long time. What do you uh, watch? I don't really watch anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's the biggest problem too. When I have like these general meetings with cast directors, like, so what do you watch? I'm like, uh, don't know.
0: I've never seen. I've seen Seinfeld. I've seen one Avengers movie. The first yeah, one. I tried. Uh, I I watched. Uh, yeah, Iron Man. And I, I loved Iron Man. Maybe Iron Man two or something. I've never seen Captain America. I watched the one, the first Avengers. I watched. That was really good. And then I, and then I, it was like I blinked, and all of a sudden there were ten movies that had passed. I do. I feel the exact. And I was same like, way. what? And there was like all these Thor movies. I'm like, there's more than one Thor movie. Like, who are all these people? Never knew that. And and then this movie came out, and everyone's like, oh, I got to go see this movie. And I was like, well, how many movies do I have to have watched? It it's like, like what you
1: said before about you know you
0: have to when you're gonna start watching a show, but these haven't ended yet and there's no <sighs> end in sight. So then I went and I watched Civil War, or whatever it was, just to kind of see what was going on. I was like, okay, and it, nothing really happened in that movie other than a bunch of fights and then like a bunch of short little dialogues with all these multitude of characters. And I'm like, okay, I guess I don't know. It all seemed like a soap opera. Yeah, I it, it just it, it crammed too many characters. What I see in, in, the, movie. in the trailer is
1: finally someone who can finally defeat the powerful superheroes, and then and then that's it. Yeah, like, and, and then they,
0: they win somehow in the end. So it's the same movie over and over again. I was watching uh Hulu, and well, I started watching popped up the oddest things pop up on Hulu, and it was like they just serve you something. And it was uh The Mindy Project, which I never okay. watched. And now it's off the air. And I always think it's fun when you when something pops up that you never watched, and it's like two years off the air, but it had like six seasons. And then you watch, it and you're like, "Wow, this is really funny." I could see that being great. My sister was, read her book and said it, uh, she's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, she wrote a lot of, of the Office. She wrote yeah. a of the Office episodes. I did. So she's I didn't fantastic. watch her, and I didn't pay any attention. And now I'm like, "Wow, this Mindy uh, Kaling. Yep, she's hilarious. She's and the Office. She's incredible. Yeah, she's, she's great. hysterical. She's so funny. Yeah, that Mindy project. Hey, if you're listening." You should watch that on Hulu. That's pretty funny. I'm gonna try. Ch- I, I think me and my girlfriend will watch that. I think we would it's good. That. Yeah. It's really funny, and it's like it's silly, and it's got great. So many funny actors are on. I'm like, I didn't know this guy was on this. Like Man. stuff you saw later, I didn't realize that they they started out on the Mindy project, and now she's the writer and stars in that new movie, Late Night. Yes, I just saw a trailer for that. the other it day. It looks good. Yeah, I don't know. Well, um, so you have a girlfriend? Does she live in she LA lives with in you? Los Angeles with me. Yes. Did you make her move? I didn't make her move but she moved she moved so she yeah. you brought her from staten island with you correct that's nice do you like having kind of a staten island person with you you know i don't want to i don't want to say this too loud because i feel like people men
1: will kill me but in certain instances i can see why women deserve 50 percent of when you get divorced if 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 i would have went here went there by myself i would never have stayed there well yeah she just you're a team she's 100 team yeah like she's my team if i didn't have her there just support someone who reminds me of home someone i can talk to and bounce ideas off of and eat with and just watch tv no way I would. do you try out all of your bits on her first absolutely and does she does she yay or nay everything i just tell her she's she doesn't know comedy is that what she says if she doesn't doesn't laugh i say you don't know comedy but then do you listen to her and say like Uh, oh no of course yeah absolutely you tweak stuff she gets so mad at me because like when her reaction isn't what i want it to be and then she's like, well, then why do you ask me? No. If she doesn't start laughing, I'm like, you know what? Just forget it, all
0: right? Well, I mean, you're, I am supposed to get you to tell an awkward story, and you don't have to do a long one. But what's the, I guess, coming from Staten Island, and now you're in Los Angeles, the types of people are so different. Uh, yeah. So what's like a, that's, the most- That's putting it mild. What's the most interesting or odd story that's happened in Los Angeles uh, being someone from Staten Island? Oh, man. Because people are just very uh, hippy-dippy. And everyone's, they're very nice. And I like going, I love going to Los Angeles. And I like, I love staying for like a week or two. And you feel it's just like this magical place. Of course. But I don't know if I could live there. I feel like New Yorkers are just really honest and oh, totally. upfront, like very upfront about everything. Another reason why I, I can live there is because of her. I don't
1: interact with anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I literally don't. Like that's a thing. It's like I put up with people. Like, trying to make it. I and and to a like,
0: bit of desperation. I've
1: noticed a lot of people that say they they move there for something. They yeah. don't pursue it as hard as they should be. Yeah. I moved out there for this and that's all I'm doing. I don't go out, I don't drink, I don't do anything but this. That's good. You're focused. That's all I'm what am I doing there? So yeah. when people go there, they like they really want to be involved in nightlife and like take selfies at cool places. I don't do any of that. I'm yeah. only there to work. Um, so I have her, and she's my friend. Then when I need a friend, but I, I, it's a big part of my, my, uh, my material is the difference between Los Angeles and New York. So I make fun of the way uh, Staten Island girls speak because it's ridiculous. But I also make fun of the way girls from Los Angeles speak because it's like this weird generic. I hate saying white because people are like, okay you're a white kid, but like being from and being an Italian from New York, you don't feel white. Like right, you're not actually white. Yeah, like in the terms of like Ohio white. Right, you know, like with the way you say Eric. Yeah, you know, and um, just little things like that. So like, I don't know where everybody came from, but they all come <laughs> from different cities and they all say the sound, same words. Yeah, it's like this generic like I know a lot of vocal fry. vocal fry. Bur- yeah, vocal fry. I learned that from my speech pathologist friends. Yeah. And that's just atrocious. Everyone does that now. Everyone, and in Los Angeles, it's the worst. It's mm-hmm. the absolute worst. Um, I don't have any awkward stories. I, I gotta think, man. I um... I, have you had any really bad shows? Oh my god, yeah. Oh yeah, I had not. Thank God, not recently. Yeah, but I've had horrible shows. Of course, I had. I had a show, the one I was telling you about with the, with the Drake bit, where there was. All 20-year-old somethings in the crowd, I did it. The and you la- kind of start off. The kinda lights kinda like, were on. This isn't going to The happen. lights were on. Yeah. Meanwhile,
0: everyone was just staring at me, and they were just like, okay. Hey, but, you, but do you just keep going? Yeah, of course. You got to. I'm like, this is, I, I have my set. I'm doing my set. I did one. I um, would do this by myself. Luckily, I yeah, I just pretend like I'm by myself. Yeah. yeah laughing at <laughs> I get through it.
1: You know, like I know what points I got to hit. Like, I always, I, I think I bomb nicely because- I will like giggle at myself and I'm just like, whatever, this is going to be over soon. <laughs> um, but damn, man. I we'll wish, get through this together. I wish I would have known. I maybe would have thought of, of, a, of a good story to tell. I've never had really any, um, I'm going to think of one as soon as I leave here, of course. Sorry. I'm going to be pissed. Eh. But um, I like the talk word name because I, I wanted to start a podcast. I wanted to call it Charlie and the Talklet Factory.
0: There you go. Or there. Chatty and the Talklet Factory. That's good. So if You got to do a podcast. You could steal it. Everybody needs to have. I know. Everybody, I think everybody has a podcast. I know. I also. I just.
1: I have. It's hard to come up with all the shit that I come up with, and I do these these video series too of this like little cartoon. So, the week goes by very fast, and um. And I, everyone can follow you at Eric Della E R I C E R I C D A L E S S A N D R O. It's extremely long. Yeah. Just forget it. You're not gonna look it up.
0: We'll have it up on the site when this goes up. <laughs> And, I'm uh, at Eric Del Sandro at everything.
1: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.
0: So you can follow him online. He has a show in Long Island in June. June
1: 15th. June, June, 15th. June, June 14th. Two, two shows. They both sold out, luckily. And then 15th, uh, there's still tickets on sale for the 10 o'clock show.
0: And you can see him on Instagram, do all of his bits. Yes. He's got very hilarious videos a couple times a week. And what's the girlfriend's name? Oh. Leanna. Leanna. Hello, Leanna. Thank God for you. This Thank guy would God be dead. maybe not dead probably dead (laughs) he'd still be in Staten Island maybe I don't know what
1: I I don't know because people don't leave don't talk about the 50 to 50% thing though if we get divorced I I don't want to
0: give her anything okay Okay. Well, that kind of depends on what state you get married, in, right? I'm <laughs> only joking. Is but New yeah, York, peop- New York's is 50. Uh, percent No matter what, right? I don't, I don't think New know. New York is. California is for sure.
1: I Yeah. Think. Um, but it's funny that you said people don't leave where we come from. They don't leave Staten Island. They don't leave Staten Island.
0: They they barely come to the city. Yeah. Oh, I know. They don't I mean, even I've lived. Here. I lived in New York. I've lived in Brooklyn, since almost 17 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And all in the same apartment. And they all sound like you. Which and is I rent. Funny. You yeah, know, which really? sounds nothing
1: like my dad, who's from Brooklyn, which is
0: interesting. Um, there's some old school Brooklyn guys <laughs> in in Brooklyn still, um, but the people from Staten Island are Staten Islanders. They are, but it's it's really Brooklyn. It's really Brooklynites as they yeah. as they call themselves because
1: uh, the Verrazano Bridge, which connects Brooklyn to Staten Island, they call it the Guinea Gang Plank. Yeah, that's the only
0: time I've ever gone through Staten Island is when I drive through it. Yeah, of course, I go over the bridge. You get the hell out of there, and I take the ferry. It's always a good thing to take people who are visiting, because you can just ride the ferry for free. Absolutely. And you can buy like- taking have, it right when I go home. They have the the Tall Boys that people drink. You can in, drink on there. You can drink the- there's a Tall Boy, uh, like a Bud Light they have yep. it in a bag, and then you go to Staten Island, you get off, and you go to the- there's a couple of top pizza places. Oh, yeah. So there's like two major pizza places, I think.
1: So the ones that I'm going to name, you've definitely never been to before, because uh, they're not really by the ferry at all. There's Danino's. Yes, that's a really good one.
0: Are you impressed that I know that a Staten good, Island yeah. pizza place? That was good. That was really good.
1: <laughs> yeah, nowhere near the ferry too. That's far from the ferry. Yeah, yeah. My De- first
0: boss in New York uh, is Nick Danino, and his, no, uh, yeah,
1: they have one in this. They have one in the city too now in the village. Do they? Yeah, they do. Right by like uh, the Angry Buddha laughing. Uh, yeah, the laughing Buddha. Laughing Buddha. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's right over there. Not too far from there. We're. D- it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I love Staten Island. Staten Island is. It's a tough place because a lot of the rest of the city hates it because. Do they have
0: comedy clubs in Staten Island that you've done? No. You've done oh,
1: they, yeah, they used to have one called the Looney Bin where Pete Davidson got his start at.
0: Oh, that's right. He's from Staten Island. Yes,
1: he is. Um, and they're not—they're not really big fans of him because he's not, you know, uh, the typical. Like, they're very conservative in Staten Island. They're very. Yeah. Um,
0: but I mean, he is a Staten Island kid. You oh, know. totally.
1: Absolutely, but like, I'm saying he's like. Yeah. I think I think I definitely like make fun of Staten Island, but it's more of like they can tell it's with love. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got his misconstrued that his was out of hate. Yeah, but he's from there, so he can say whatever the hell he wants about it because his his experience is definitely true.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, and I just remembered one of the main growing back to the Mindy project for some reason. <laughs> one of the main characters on the Mindy Pro, this, the the show takes place in New York City. Then one of the main characters is Staten Island guy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's his name. No, his name is uh, Danny. He's definitely, they probably didn't do it very, yeah And uh, they way. had, I just watched an episode where he went back to Staten Island and he had all the Staten Island uh, buddies and, and it was all about like him not coming back because he thought that, you know, they all look down on him now because he wasn't coming back to the island. It was, it was really. Oh, I want to watch that. Yeah, it was a good one. Oh, I like yeah. that. Yeah. It was I'm a lot of like talking that. to this guy's ma, hey ma. It was like all like that. It was really funny. Yeah. That's Yeah. You, you got to watch the show.
1: I'm going to watch it. Is, all right. Is good. she sponsoring this episode? Oh,
0: She should be. <laughs> I'll wait really for those checks. Like but I'll definitely check out um your episode of Insecure on That's HBO right. about ten, about 5 seconds. You vomit in an Uber? Yeah. Sounds exciting. Hey, 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 it's a lift. It's a li- I'm sorry, it's a lift. Ridiculous. I know. I mean, it Horrible. is a, it is HBO. Come on. It's lift. It's a lift. Everybody this is so much fun Thanks for coming on the show Of course man Thank you so much uh, It's Eric D'Alessandro everybody Follow him online Thank you for listening This is Talk Word. Visit us at weeklyhumorous.com And uh, come out for the Guaranteed Delivery shows First Tuesdays of the month at 110 Wall Street Free tickets available uh, at guaranteeddelivery.com I'm Marty Dundix And we'll see you next time Thanks for listening Bye Thanks Eric Thank you This was fun Yeah Oh I'm excited